No, we'll be fun. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching this, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Maximum Effort Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jordan Fleming. And today, I have one of my colleagues from Pure Gym, uh, Sebastian Short, uh, coach of Short Sharp. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian is a body and mindset transformation coach. Um, he's been in Pure Gym, as far as I'm aware, for at least four years, right? Yes, at least oh, yes. four years, but he's been training before that, which I think obviously a lot of PTs are, and they kind of naturally transition into that. Um, Seb, will you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, what got you into fitness? What got you to where you are today? Just very briefly, kind of tell us about your journey, please, mate. Mate, when it condense a lot in a short period of time. Um, uh, background is wasn't really fitness related. I did do a bit of boxing when I was like a teenager just during school mm-hmm. but um that that kind of didn't last very long I lifted weights for a little bit because like my brother was doing it and he was like maybe gone out and looking good so I wanted to join in with that and eventually that kind of fell away uh, I went in like scaffolding did, did some sales for a while training wasn't really like a big thing but um then eventually I think I think I just I don't know I think I just I got into Muay Thai when I started a membership at um, Bass Street. There was a guy called, uh, there was a PT in there uh, that started training us and I just remember I really enjoyed it. And um, for me, personally, I came out really like a bit of a bad relationship. So I was trying to do the whole, like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to... I screw her. I'm going to show her. I'm better. <laughs> I'm going to go. I was getting up at, like, uh, what is it? I'm doing the whole, like, 5 a.m. runs. Like, <laughs> Cracking six eggs into a glass. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm before everybody else. That's right. You are all sleeping while I'm getting better. It's, it's the rock mentality, isn't it? It's like... I'm up at 4.45 doing my AM cardio. I've trained before everybody else has woke up. And it's like, yeah, but you, you're a multi-millionaire. Literally, all you need to do is turn up to set, do your film, and then train. You don't need to cook your meals. You don't need to, um, you don't need to walk your range. You've got seven nannies. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't have air, I mean, like, I was just, I was just trying to, like, find something that was um, going to give me, like, a kind of reason. Do you know what I mean? Because it's dead easy to just get up going with the day and then realise you've not really achieved as much which isn't necessarily a bad thing for some people because they've got other um, other reasons but like for me I was like I'll try to find something and then I remember just um, I think some of the PTs at Bath Street they were seeing me go on there and whenever I was chatting to them because believe it or not I, I talk a lot so um, people, people for anybody start. that has never done any of uh, Sebastian's classes or been out with them he's a very uh, vocal Human being. I, mean, both, I, think that's just a, I think that was like maybe a confidence thing because I, I never used to have any. Like I kind of, I had all my confidence stripped of me. Um, I was kind of like laid down bare. So I was trying to like find that again. So it was good to be able to like have a reason for something. And like I say, and people at the gym started saying to me like, oh, you should like get into this. Like I really think you would do well. And I think, well, I did what I did what a lot of people done, went away and I got myself like educated, I think. Um and then I started and, and as soon as I kinda hit, well as soon as I started at Bath Street, um I hit the ground running. People liked me, they seemed to like me, people seemed to get on me. When I went into classes I was like just loud and full on. There was there was one um, experience where I was running my first class. Now, when you first become PT, um, and you're in the gym and you get like a shadow class with some of the shadows, the class for you. So I did that class, and uh, the the guy that was uh, shadowing me, Connor, at the end of it, he was like, "I was like, how was that?" And he's like, "Oh, that was good." He says, "But it's no you." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You're no being Sebastian. You're no like being like full on." I was like, I know, but is that not a bit much? And he's like, no, he says, that's, that's what you, that's what makes you like you, what people come. And then, so, so that kind of like hit home with me. And when I, I did my next class, it was very different. It was like, I was, I was straight in, go, go in people's faces, was, was, was really motivating them. And you could see that they were enjoying it. And that, that for me is why, I, that's, that's why I kind of got into the industry because I, I like seeing people happy. I like seeing people feel good and I like knowing that I had like maybe a small part or a big part to play with that. So 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 that's how I got into fitness because I knew what it was like to have 
nothing and then to have something I know it's like to not be happy and then be happy so I was like let's be happy shall we they, that makes sense? Yeah. no it does because they always say that the best client for you is you five years ago <laughs> yeah yeah and then I, I definitely I think that is 100% for me I see in a lot of my clients the same qualities or the same lack of qualities that I had when I started training, you know, mm-hmm. God, however many years ago. Um, <laughs> and I, th- I, I, I think it's important because that's how you connect with people. I think when you get a person, when you get a personal trainer, a lot of people, maybe not as much now, because I think it's definitely become more of the norm, but I think people at the beginning with PTs think that, oh, I'm going to go to this person, you know, they're going to like boot camp, shout at me and then I'm going to go away and then that's going to be me. But it, it's, it's yeah. not, is it? Like, I, I think with the people in our gym especially, but for most really successful personal trainers, it's about getting involved with their clients on that really almost friendship-like basis where you know yeah. a lot of the intimate, you know a lot of the intimate details of their life because that's, that affects, you know, their nutrition, their mental health, their physical health. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'd like to touch on a wee bit is what do you think of the role of the personal trainer is? Because that's a difficult one. And in this yeah. day and age with so many different professions and so many different specialist PTs, you know, you have pre and postnatal working with pregnant women. You have uh, bodybuilding coaches, powerlifting coaches, um, functional fitness coaches. You have all these people that they work with so many different so many different types of populations as well that it yeah. can sometimes be muddied. So like, what do you, what do you, to you, what is the role of a personal trainer? What do you do? Uh, right. Well, first as well with the whole, um, getting to know people, like it's, it's personal first trainer second. So it's like, it's, I always kind of say that to a lot of people. Um, I, I want to get to know you, I want to know obviously what you're all about and I want to understand that. Um, and then I'm going to train you. Then it's it's like that. Sometimes it's, it's you can all say like oh it's business first, blah blah blah. But like it's it has to be. You have to enjoy the person that you're with. You know what I mean? You know it's like it's like school when you you only learn for the teachers that you like enjoyed going to see. Like that you engage with. Te- Aye, see if there was a teacher that you didn't like, you just didn't listen to it. You'd always like, carry home your mate because they were more entertaining. But you'd go to other classes and you would really like tune in with them instead because and you were like learning and for some reason you were always better at that class you go better so it's the same with a PT like you, you need to kind of you need to be likable and they need to like you um for 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 what I always sit down with a potential client and say um is whatever they whatever they've came to you for it's about me following through with it. So if they've kept me for weight loss or to put weight on, or to do better their general fitness, or whatever it might be, there's hundreds of different things. Um, then it's up to me as they say specialist to to help them get to there. And I suppose what annoys me sometimes is if I've ever seen people training and there's no necessarily you can tell it's maybe not necessarily been that their goal, but they're then doing it because of the trainer. We see it everywhere, and and it's quite difficult. But obviously they're trusting in the PT to know better, so therefore they're going to listen. And I find that kind of unfair. So for me, I always try and make sure that wherever I'm starting with somebody for the consultation, or even for the first time they message me and saying, I'm interested in PT and whatever, I always try and get them from point A to point B. And whatever happens in between is what happens in between. But that's my goal is to kind of get them there uh, and provide them with the result. You know what I mean? Also, the happiness, but like making sure they're getting the result that they first initially sat down with me and and, and wanted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that's big for me. Um, the, the the probably one of the one of the things I say just before I finish with somebody before we before we like put the first session in uh, is this: it's, um, I want to be able to train you to the point where you don't need me anymore. Yeah. That, that that's me as PT so I, w- I want to train you to the point where you don't need me anymore because then 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 I've succeeded you know what I mean some people might still want to train with me but maybe let's just say that's because I'm a good guy but uh, no I agree though yeah. you have to be able to get them so they've got some form of 
education through it, and they know. It's that autonomy, isn't it? It's, it's the confidence to do on their own. And ultimately, that's what's going to get, depending on the level of result, that's what's going to get them there. Because, you know, if somebody has quite serious physique goals and they've never walked into the gym, but they, you know, their, their end goal is, I want to have my version of the body of the people I see on Instagram. I want to have my version of that, that my version of what toned is, of what um, defined is, of what strong is. And that's not going to happen even with seeing you twice a week, you know, they're going to have to put in the set, like potentially three, four, five sessions a week themselves, depending on the situation. They're going to have to yep. take care of their nutrition. And you do need to do that. And I think some coaches get afraid of giving away their secrets almost. And mm-hmm. they, don't, they, don't want to, they don't want to give their clients that autonomy. But yeah, I, I like what you're saying. It's, it's something I say as well. I say to my clients when we have that first consultation is, I'm going to coach you out of the business. And they're like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, you're going to get this service. And most people that we work with in general population, nine times out of 10, unless I've had a coach before, usually need two or more sessions a week with you to begin with so that you can just take them through all those confidence issues, you know, reassure them, keep them motivated, keep them in the habit. But eventually they're going to want to potentially drop those sessions down as they become more confident. And that's the point. Yeah. It's like you said, some people just enjoy, like I have clients that, um, I've had for three years and you know see me twice a week in there they're incredibly competent they're really they, they know a lot about how muscles move why we're doing specific splits how to adjust the training but they just enjoy the the relationship that we have and probably the push that they get from that as opposed to um, maybe coaching on their own because that I don't. I think you have. I've definitely coached myself before, and I'm currently coaching myself. And it's yep. much harder to stay accountable to yourself than somebody else. A hundred percent. I I find it quite difficult. Even even me, like it's easier for you not to do something if you've not got somebody to kind of check in with. Yeah. So, like I, I've had um, a range of different PTs. People used to always ask me, "Oh, but you're a PT. Would you need PT for?" I'm like, it's not because I don't know what I'm doing. It's because I want to learn more. I want to pick up more, and I want to make sure that I don't go backwards. Uh, and then that way, if I've got somebody to check in, like even if I checked in me, like say Fiona, like it would give me a reason. So therefore, I know I couldn't like just show up one weekend and say the weekend comes up, and maybe I've go, maybe I want to go out, but I know I shouldn't because I went out last weekend and I'm trying to hit a goal then I'm going to tell myself it's all right, but somebody else is going to say, well, you really shouldn't, and then I'm going to be like, right, cool, I won't do it. And, 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 I, and I, can, I can do it. So it's, I, find that I find it quite hard to like, train myself, so it's good to have that accountability with an RPT or with somebody else because you, you then follow through better. No, I, I think that's what most people come to, come to PTs for as well. It's, again, we're speaking about general population. We're talking about your average kind of commercial gym goal. We're not speaking about people usually in private gyms who are like niche gyms like powerlifter and bodybuilding gyms because those people obviously are of a slightly more advanced training age we're talking about the people that they know what they should be doing you know like for the most part people people understand what they should be doing but they're missing you know that accountability and that structure and as soon as you find the method that works with them everything takes care of itself I always say to some clients you know depending on when they start we could have mm. up to 12 weeks of us getting to know each other and finding out what you need before the diet starts yes because, because some people come to you and they're like right I've got my uh, I think we were talking about this the other day it's like, oh, I've got my holiday in six weeks it's like that's cool but you have been office-based um, your eating habits uh, consist of I eat whatever is closest and easiest to cook to me when I'm hungry, I don't go out walks and I'm not what I call like a health seeking individual and the mindset's not there. So it's like, you know, you can, you can put the best plan in place. You can have the best like coaches Like you could, it doesn't have to be you or I, it could literally be the best transformation coach in the world. Um, the, the plans, you know, cause all this stuff's free on the internet. You can find it somewhere. The yeah. reason they're not implementing it is because there's something not clicking with like the mindset of the accountability. I think that's a big thing that a lot of PTs, maybe early in the industry, because definitely I know for me, when I started with clients, I wasn't thinking about the mindset and the psychology behind the behavior of choice. I was more, right, what's the best training program? What's the best way to teach somebody how to squat? And it's like, I, you know, 
wee Agnes that's just wanting to lose a couple of kilo for her son's wedding. Aye. She doesn't give a fuck about, uh, about what's the best variation of back squat to hit her quad. She's like, how do, I, how do I walk up and down my stairs without having a stitch? Uh, that's, that's, that, that's, 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 that's perfect because with see, like, people like that, say Agnes or Danielle or whoever else is... Or we mags. We mags, mags is always th- who yeah. I think of it. That's like, that's but who mags I think is a perfect example of yeah, a client, man. If anybody, I mean, if you don't know Mags, go on my, oh. go on my, my page and check it out. But like, mags is great. She had, I tell everybody this, and, and I tell them all the time, but she had every excuse not to train. Know what I mean? And and she, she didn't do much. She was always in the house. She she had to get two buses uh, to come see me all the time because she couldn't drive because she obviously had an illness and that as well. Uh, but she had like angina. She had hypertension. She had like like she was diabetic. She, she had loads of different reasons for no training. And can you imagine if I was trying to get her to like say like find eighty percent of her one rep max or something for sex? I mean? That's sex. It's like nah, you go and you make it. them feel good. People would have run a mile, do you know what I mean? And she did, um, uh, truth be told, she did actually approach a PT uh, a couple of years before and they, they didn't take her on. They didn't take her on. She was 54 and they didn't take her on because uh, they say that she wasn't fit. Like, she wasn't fit enough. Can you imagine that? <laughs> what do you go to a PT for? I know, um, you went to a PT. Whoever that is, by the way, there, you failed. Right? Probably not PT anymore. Um, but and I think it's alright it's okay you know if it's a specific population that you don't feel qualified to deal with that's fine aye, but don't just say point. to them nah aye, you, you can't do this refer out think about the confidence that she must have had to have had to have came into a gym that's unfamiliar to herself and then be told that you're just like well that's all my confidence shattered because yeah, PTs up. are terrifying PTs aye, are terrifying some of us are scary mate some of us are scary because we don't even know what we're doing <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> that means I'm scared. We're approaching you in the hope that you do know what you're doing. So choose wisely. But um, it took us two years to then build the confidence up again. And you've seen how people can be quite, you know, timid at first when they first come in to the gym. For sure. And that's another thing that a PT needs today is being able to build someone's confidence. It's probably one of the biggest things um, I'm like an advocate of. Like I try and convey that only people is. As I try and give them like the confidence, maybe that I've got. Like, like I'm not the I'm not the brightest, I'm not the smartest, and I'm not the strongest in the room. But like, I can I can certainly help somebody like build the confidence and and make sure that the decision that they're making, like, don't care what other people are thinking. Like, do that. You know what I mean? And and, and so so they start to like feel better about themselves. So if they work that weekend, and all their pals that are taking pictures, they feel more confident when they're in the pictures with them. Do you know what I mean? We live in a very like kind of photogenic, kind of selfie world now this time. So it's it's easy to be self-conscious all the time. And that's a big thing that plays a part, especially in training. Probably one of the other reasons somebody comes to you for PT is because they, they have confidence issues or they don't feel as good, like their mental health. You know what I mean? You don't know what's underlying, but it's up to you to figure that out. And over time, they'll build trust with you to be able to tell you that. But... If you're good and if you if you know what to spot, you already know it without telling them. And then they tell you in like maybe six to eight weeks' time, you're like, I know, don't worry about it, it's fine. And like, how did you know? And you're like, ah, it's all right, it's not a big thing. Like, just, I just went with it and, it and it makes them feel like, oh, good. Like, you know, like they've, they've kind of made sure they've made the right decision then, you know what I mean? And, and it, it gives you more value. That's, that's another reason for, I suppose, uh, like me becoming a PT is to be able to provide value. That's like the reason for it. Do you know what I mean? Is I think you hit the nail on the head there by saying it's not about you know being the the strongest in the room. It's not about being the most knowledgeable. It's not about yeah. being able to recite the principles of muscle gain and understanding that to the to the depth. It, it really isn't about that for the majority of people that come into the room. It's like clients don't care about how much you know; they care about how much you care. Yeah, like, if they know that you care for them, that's going to get you results more t- more often than not. If you if they feel invested in you and feel that you're invested in them, right? Uh, there's a there's a there's a very smart thing to say is like, and this is for a lot of people that when they, they come home for PT, is that they, they usually say, "Oh, what, what do you charge an hour?" 
And I'm like, well, I don't charge by the hour. Like, I charge by the month because you're not getting me for an hour. It's not like I just want to see you for an hour. And then, it's like, a yeah, service. So, I cheerio after that. Like, what, what, I, there's like, what is that, 100, 100, is it 138, 148 hours in the week? 100, 168 hours in the week. 168 hours in the week. It's been a while. Um, every day feels the same right now. Time so has no, time, <laughs> time, time is just a concept, mate. And, and COVID 19, by the way, if you're listening to this, we are currently in the midst of a global pandemic where every PT has been forced to sit in their flat and do Zoom calls through their laptop like this. So this is not a normal situation. And I guess we'll touch a wee bit on that. But yeah. We'll get, we'll get on that as well. Man. I'm changing the scenery right now, so the background's a bit darker. Um, but uh, what was I saying this on? It was... Uh, Just talk about how it's not, an, it's, not a, it's not an hourly rate you charge. I, uh, it's oh, a service you provide. Precisely. So it's not an hourly rate. So if I see someday, I'm like, it's not what, what you do in front of me is important. In training, because then I know you're squatting right. I know you're say you understand what rep range is, intention, and and how you should feel in that certain situation. But it's what you do when you're away from the gym that's going to really provide me really that well security knowing that you're doing it right. And they're not going to do that if they don't care, if they don't feel that you care. You know what I mean? If they just feel that you're collecting their money and gone, because let's face it, that's why we're doing what we're doing. But I mean, we obviously we make money. You know what I mean, we're no cruel, we're no, we're no cruel, we're no like pure, like just pushing that and like I trio. But in order for us to have more value, we need to make sure we're giving that back to people. And the only reason why they can do that is if they know that you care about them. And if you care enough, then they're going to go away. And it's it's what you, what they do when you're no watching that counts. And then you'll get and you see them the next week, and like, oh, that was happening. Like, how do you get on? Did you do that? I've done that. Oh, your check-in looked great. So that means this is happening. Cool. Sweet. How, what about food? How are you getting on with that? That looked good. Right, cool. We can change this out then. If, if you don't like this, we'll have this instead. All right, cool. You had a wee drink at the weekend. Don't worry about it. Right, we'll just... Let, let's make sure we like, we don't date this weekend then, all right? You've treated yourself. And, and now just... You play around with that. But if somebody's coming to you and they, don't, and they know that you don't really care and you've just kind of came in, took them through a session and you're like cool see you next week like that that person is just like what am I doing and then they kind of fall a love with fitness and they fall a love with potential PTs and for the ones that kind of still be like no I really need to hit my goals here and they go try out another PT and then hopefully they get the experience they're looking for like like I feel for them the most but you need to make sure that you're always providing something for them and then always knowing that you care for them or else what's the point I think, I think it's a, another really good point as well around the industry as a whole. Unfortunately, I feel I feel like personal training is a is a profession and is a is is, is a care profession, but that one that is really easy to, to to drop into because you know you pay your three grand course right. It's a rough most Aye. most courses are three grand. You can get mine's like I got mine cheaper than that because I, at the time I was like oh you know I just need the qualification. Um, yeah, and you don't really learn you you learn the basics of like anatomy, skeletal anatomy, where bones and stuff are. And you you learn the basics of uh, of goal setting like that S M A R T that smart goal setting, but it doesn't mm-hmm. teach you. And don't get me wrong, there's, there's courses nowadays that are getting better at it, but it doesn't teach you how to work with people. And I think oh. the, the biggest thing that the courses fail to teach you is that people don't act like numbers in a spreadsheet. It's not like X plus Y equals Z. It's, that's not, it's not how people react to real situations. You know, yes, okay, in theory, okay, I'll calculate your body weight. Right, cool, this is, your, this is the amount of calories for your BMR and this is your activity, yeah. cool. If it was as easy as doing that, and for some people it is, you know, some people just need that structure and they just need to be given that and they go away. But for the majority of people, that's not what they need. They need, like you said, somebody that cares and somebody that is invested in more than just a calorie deficit, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, if you do this, you'll lose weight at the quickest rate, but how will this impact your life? You're a mother of three children and you, you like to go out the weekend with your friends to catch up with them. So are you said how how important is this weight loss goal in twelve weeks? Would it be better to maybe get it in sixteen weeks and then maybe you would be able to sustain it more? Would that be more adherable for you? And then you get some people 
And I think your clients are a good example of this, that they are, you know, they're young, they're in their 20s, they are just employed for themselves and they have some serious goals and they're like, no, 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 I want this mm-hmm. hard. I want this. I want to do as best I can with this. How do I do it? And it's about being able to adapt your method to the client, which I think is um, something I'd like to chat about because I know we have different methods for getting clients to getting clients results, but ultimately the outcome is the same, which is really good. I'd love for you just to chat through the general client journey, you know, from the first, the consultation to eventually then what you define as them being ready to move out on their own. If you would. Um, Well, in in theory, we try and get obviously everybody to follow that same structure. Um, So from the consultation straight away, you figure out, what your plan of attack is going to be. So you kind of just run into anything like kind of blind here and just think, like, cool, I'm just going to give somebody this program and then they follow it and they'll be all right. You need to make sure that we do, we say it a lot, but it's like it needs to be specific for them. I've got different plans for different people at different stages of their training. And, and what it is, is it's a skeleton. It's a skeleton of something for them to follow and then we can build around it metaphorically we can build the muscle run it metaphorically so that all, it, it's what works for them because everybody's different all right so in a consultation uh, i kind of give them the realistic kind of views on how long it'll probably take people to achieve their goals if somebody comes to me like we mentioned earlier and they're saying oh by the way i've got a holiday in five weeks and i want to lose this amount of weight uh, i straight away tell them that's not going to happen like because it's I've lost some people as a result of that, but I would, I would rather, I'd rather tell them the truth because it's it's no realistic. But I've sat down and I've told somebody and I've said, by the way, this is probably going to take about maybe six months, and they're like, ah, what? And I'm like, that's how long it's going to take. Like, you've told me you want to do this, you've no go this maybe muscle structure, you don't know how to, you don't know what your like your hip hinge movements and that are, you don't know how to like say do you squat, your how how tension is built. We've we've even done four sets of twelve here. Do you know what I mean? Like we 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 don't know movement patterns and what you like if you've got anything tight. So that's how long it might take for some people. If it's sooner than that, then it's a bonus. And then it, it kind of when they accept that and kind of get into it, then we can start getting stuck in. We'll we'll then I'll then write them up a plan. Uh, they'll send me their food diary of what they normally eat. Uh, and then I use that as my kind of like my wee nest where I can kind of take out foods that they enjoy and what they like. I'll then find out like the BMR and then the TDE, depending on obviously what their work is. You know, if you get somebody that works on a construction site, they're obviously a lot more active than say somebody in an office. All right. So their probably output is going to be far greater than that person, even though that person might be the same, the same size, weight and shape they're doing more so therefore it'll be different so i I figure that out for them and then for me i always write up a meal plan and 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 the reason why i like to follow a meal plan and why i kind of drive it home is because it's a test it's a it's a it's their opportunity to show me that they can stick to something do you know what i mean and same with the training i say the training is the easier part because i'm there Mm -hmm. to kind of walk them through it up with the food that's totally up to them. So if I set somebody their macros and they don't understand what that is, then I can't just say make healthy choices because they in their head don't know what the hell or what the fuck a healthy choice is. You know what I mean? What what's a healthy choice like? You know what I mean? No sugar in my beans. You know what I mean? Rather than normal sugar, right? It's a better choice, but it might not be like necessarily something that you want to pick. So I need to show them what I mean by say structuring their food getting carbs, protein and fats into their body. And what annoys me is sometimes people see, oh, but I thought fat was bad for you. Well, it depends on the type. I mean, you've got trans fats, obviously, they're good, you know what I mean? But you want to be able to give them something good, like the avocados, the walnuts, olive oils. I could be here all day and kind of run through all the different food sources. Maybe that's another video. But I try and get that into them because obviously that's going to help with their energy, help them obviously feel better and obviously their mood as well. So if I can implement that in each of their meals throughout the day, then they're going to understand what the meal should look like. So I try and get, I try and get, I try and pull people away from snacking all the time. 
because I don't know if you've had this, but when people say, oh, but I eat all the time, or uh, oh, I have big dinners, and then you see their meal plan, and you realise that they don't have breakfast, then maybe they'll wait, and they'll have a wee bite to eat at lunch, then they'll snack a wee bit of this uh, later on in the day, and they'll have like a Twix or a Kit Kat, something like that, and then they'll go home and have a big massive dinner. And, and for a lot of people, that's not a bad thing, if they're within their macros, but they, they don't know that. So they're snacking all the time, so they don't understand what, structure is mm-hmm. so I try and put that back in enjoy your breakfast enjoy your lunch enjoy a dinner or a supper do you know what I mean like I always put like meals and then I try and base that around the training like a pre-workout meal and a post-workout meal then we train then we train then we can work at that and we try and make some grounds on it and here's the thing I don't I don't try and get people to like follow a meal plan like straight away from day one to the tea I say to them, get one meal at least done perfectly and go for that. All right? So let, let's get this first meal done and that way you always know you're getting it bang on and then we can move on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? And then training-wise, we'll be better as a result of that because we're going to have more energy, feel more fueled for the session and be better. See when they continue this uh, for, like, say, four weeks or longer, and I know they've nailed it, then you can start being a bit more freer with the plan. And then same way they're training, you realise that when you do some, like say, bodyweight movements, say some just use a squat, because it's probably one of the most common ones to not do right. After that, it's probably a deadlift. All right? So for a squat, rather than just putting a, a bar on their back, I get them to show me what they, they, their idea of a squat is. So that way I can see how much work we need to do. I don't just say, right, cool, we're going to squat today. So get it back here, put your shoulders back, chest up. I said, apply everything through your heels, you know, from the hips, move up. But that, they're just looking at me like, what? And they don't really know. So I'll explain to them, have they ever squatted before? No. Have you done a squat before? I think so. Go cool, show me. All right, cool. This is what we're going to do. So then we can go variations. You know, I might need to elevate their heels because obviously they might not be able to get them deep enough, you know, because they feel like, oh, no, that's too sore. I can't get it. Uh, or I'll, I'll use like deficit squats. Uh, just I'll get I'll get goblet squats. I'll use the dumbbells. I'll I'll try and use that weight to load them down, and I'll try and get them down to that point. Different stretching, different movements before we even think about putting a bar on their back, and then we can move from there. So it's it's steps that we're taking. We're not just trying to take one big leap, so we can start jumping around with the big boys and all that, and start putting our videos up and. And you all look at me. Which well, is well. where I think a lot of people go wrong. And I think this is something definitely we, we spoke the other day about this and that I always preach to my clients, especially at the beginning, is that you should have a totally have a bigger goal, but you want to <laughs> get there via small wins. You know, that builds, like we said the other day, it builds up the confidence, it builds up the habit. So that, like you say, people maybe aren't ready to just be given, right, Here's here's your protein macro. Here's your protein macros. Here's your calorie mac. Here's your total calorie macros. You hit this and you hit this, you'll be good. People don't know how to do that because they don't know the structure. Because suddenly they're like, oh, I need to eat a lot. Like one thing I come across a lot, and this is more with females, I think, than men, is that they don't know how much protein they actually need just for general yeah. health, and they're like, that's a lot. And I'm like, it seems like a lot. And if I told you to go run a hundred miles. And you've no mm-hmm. run half a mile. Yeah, okay. You'd be you'd be terrified, but it's about starting where you're at. And I say this to a lot of clients, especially now in COVID nineteen. I found that a lot of people have had difficulty transitioning, and uh, you know, because they're training from home now, they're training mm-hmm. with limited equipment, unless they're a nut job like me who spends too much money on gym equipment for their flat. <laughs> um, you like what you like? Yeah, I I just know for me mentally. I won't train with minimal equipment because that's too high reps and that's not the, I don't enjoy that type of training. So I had to make the investment, but for most folk, they don't need that. You know, they do need like a hit, a backpack and some tempo work. But what they've found is that they're almost, they feel that they're starting from the beginning again in some cases because the environment's changed. And I think one thing I, I definitely always coach people is to understand where they're at, understand where they want to get to, but small steps, you know, like my favorite cheesy saying of it is uh, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Yeah. I think it's so, I think it's so apt. I think if you look 
at people. And I, I guess it'll take myself as an example because I'm not fit. I, fitness is part of my life, but it isn't my life. You know, yeah. I will never have. I don't think I'll ever have the biggest squat or the best physique. But I'm happy with where I'm at. But that's taken me, you know, five years to build upon mistakes and understand where what I don't like about training and what I do like about training and what my specific triggers are and understanding my goals in depth to get to where I, I'm happy with myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's taken five years and, but I've enjoyed every step of the journey because it's part of my life. I've not looked at the, the, the outcome as the only thing I'm going to get from it. And I think that's really important for clients to recognize and maybe you can talk about this if you've ever had clients that have maybe transitioned from different goals. Uh, initially, I had a client, Laura, who's uh, currently like she's prepping for a photo shoot. And she came to me want, wanting to learn how to control her back pain because she, she had multiple sclerosis. And she, she checked with her osteopath and her doctor and they said, you know, you're good to train we'll keep in touch with your coach, which was me at the time, and we'll make sure that this is healthy for you. And we started just with, like you say, body weight, hip hinges, here's how it works, here's the core muscles, engage this. And she fell in love with the process where she's now, you know, like, she came from, we just got her on like a, 50, a 14 kilo kettlebell deadlift and at, at the, just before the gym's shut, she hit 115 kilo deadlift. And it's like, and it's like, she loves it and she's pursuing it because she loves it now. But that mm-hmm. wasn't how she started. And it's, I just think it's, I'd like you, I'd quite like to hear if you've ever had that and kind of what your experience is with people falling in love with the process, maybe some markers you've noticed with people that get results by following the process versus people that are maybe just focused on, I need to get to this goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I fit everybody kind of when they first initially start training, they've obviously got, something in mind that mm-hmm. they, they maybe, oh, this is where I want to get to. And it, and it happens probably all the time is when you get a few months in the line and they achieve their goal, but they don't even realize that they've did it because they've, they've been, they, they've created, it's one of the things I actually wrote down um, about what you want to teach people. And it's probably most, one of the most important is habits. So creating good habits for them. So if, if they have good habits, then they're going they're, they're going to follow through it. Uh, what is it? They say it's twenty one days to create a habit, but it's sixty six days to keep it stuck. So if people will be say training with you, and they'll be say following a certain structure. Mine, I like weight training. I, I like lifting weights. That's that's my that's my game. Um, I, I, that's what I enjoy. And if people get say for instance they start benching say a hundred kg for the first time. Um, but they never even had that as a goal to start out with. It was, oh, I just want to be able to put on a wee bit of weight and feel more fit. And then they look back and they like rehash their goals and like, holy shit, like I've actually hit this. Like I didn't even realise. And it's because they've been enjoying doing like that little kind of jump from stage to stage, month to month. And they've been given all the different angles um, of, say, the training process. So... Even though I do, like, say, bodybuilding, that's what I like doing. Um, I also train people, like, that's, that's got, obviously, a lot more functional training, a lot more movements. Uh, maybe it's just power lifting, kind of, that I'll do with them. And, and uh, you probably you see me in the functional area with people and now with back ropes and, and kind of getting gone. And sometimes it's kind of like, what are you doing over here? But it's, it's because it's, it's about kind of giving a client the full experience because it's very easy for them to plateau and get to a point. If somebody can't, say, push a certain weight, I'm not going to just be like, okay, we're just going to keep on doing it. You know what I mean? When they're struggling, I'm going to take them away from it. They'll let them try a whole different method of training out. They might actually love it. You know what I mean? And be like, whoa, man, like, I've never enjoyed so much high volume before. And then get, then we go back and revisit it, and lo and behold, they maybe they deadlift some, like, a weight they've never done before or overhead press something, and, and they feel so good about it, and they've totally forgot what their starter goals were, because I've, I've said to people, like, do you remember what your starting goal was? And they're like, I, I think I want to do this and that. And I'm like, look at you now. And they're just in such a role, and it's it's just natural, and it, it turns into a, 
it turns into a point where people come to see you and it literally feels like you're, you're just your best pal showed up and they want to hang about with you for a wee bit and you put them through that process and then at the end of it, you're like, man, like, well done, but it's because they've, they've understood everything you've taught them. They, they, they know what they're doing. They have such a better mindset with training, how things should feel like before you would have to like say like do this do that do this do that whereas now you can be like right, we're just going to go to that rack and we're going to do this exercise and you're like cool right how's your weekend man what'd you get up to and they know exactly what they say they're doing a stiff leg they're, you know what i mean they're straight and high up and they're, they're doing the workout and it's good to watch because you're like i helped i helped them do that because and they've loved it it again goes back to that autonomy i love when a client comes in and i think this happens naturally. Actually, a client said this to me the other day. She was like, I just realized that over the last four weeks, you've not told me what to do. We've come into the session. You've asked me what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's what you, that's ultimately what you want from people is to take control of their, take control of their own motivation, their own mindset and their own, their own training for what they want. And, you know, if they get to a level where they're really happy with, you know, they're, they're say they're happy with their squat bench deadlift and they can do five, pull-ups and they're like you know I'm really happy with that I just need to maintain it I've got other goals now it's wrong of you as the coach to impose your own beliefs on it that you oh you should go for a new weight and it's like well they don't want that like no they don't and so and I think some coaches get stuck in what they love and end up putting that on people instead of being like right what is your actual goal and I think going back to what you just said that people come to you with an initial goal they have something they think they want yeah but actually, and people, you, if you're a good coach, you kinda, you, you're hearing this, but based on what they're saying and using the check-in process, you're mm-hmm. saying that, hmm, I don't really think they actually do want this. And they're using a bit of the psychology of, of just kind of putting little, little. it's like a, oh, piece of candy, oh, piece of candy. <laughs> slowly, slowly leading them to that result. To, not necessarily leading them to the result, leading them to, the, to questioning and answering it themselves. Instead of them coming to you being like, right, what's my calories, what's this? They're like, right, I want to lose a bit of weight. And I know that when I, when I, when I want to lose a bit of weight, I tend to pull back a bit on my weekends because I really struggle with them, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that comes from them as opposed to you telling them. At the beginning, you say, right, this is probably a good idea. Do you agree with this? And they're like, yeah. But then when they're coming to you and saying, right, I want a diet. I know I need to drop this, 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 and this. And you're going to keep me accountable. And you're just like, sweet. But for me at that stage, I'm like, cool. We're, you're kind of, you're getting to the point where maybe you should be moving on to an online process or something like that. And it's nice, to, it's nice to see that because you don't, as much as like, I would want to love work with these clients forever. They're, when they're getting to that point, you, if they, if they choose to do it, that's different. But you know, you say, look, I think you're ready to move to online. What do you mm. think? And they're like, yeah, I think so too. Because that gives you space to help somebody else. And I think that's... Opens up. It's like a revolving door. That's what I like to think of it as. It's like a revolving door. You know, you bring people in, you help them, then they move on. And they, and some people stay on, some people don't. They'll stay on in different capacities, online, you know, group training, whatever. But it is ultimately about building people up to stand on their own two feet. Help them take Aye. the training wheels off, I think. Aye, there's too many times, I think you, you've done this as well, but like, I've been, say, when I was on like shift work, doing like the 15 hours, doing the classes and all that, but I was also doing anywhere between 35 to 40 plus hours <laughs> of PT, and, and it, it's good at the time, because you're like, yes, I'm busy as fuck, man, like, uh, I'm, I'm getting it, and like, everything's working, people are just, it's like you're a pure prophet, man, you know what I mean, people are just... They're just listening to you, taking your work for it, and it's great, and it's good because you're providing them with it, but we all know that that's something that burns out eventually and slowly dies. It's a flame for so long that eventually starts to calm down because you realise that you're burning out. Uh, you can only so many... burn hot for so long. Ah, you, you've got, you have to take it in periods, do you know what I mean? And, and being able to put something to say back when they say online coaching, when you know they probably should do it anyway, because even though like maybe they were paying more at the time, but for you to get this is what I've found by going on to rent as well, is that getting time back to yourself to think 
and help your clients is so much better because rather than just like say going through one hour to the next hour to the next hour to the next hour and then you forget like that morning what you spoke about with your client maybe that and you're like oh what was it they said to me again unless you've made a note yet and you just feel as if you're chasing your tail then as soon as you kind of get that bit of time back you're like oh hold on a minute now I can go say across to uh, the coffee shop and I can start working on their plan again rather than maybe having to do that later on the night when I'm absolutely drained and knackered. You know what I mean? So it's just that time management. So it is good to be able to put people, say like, here, listen, this is where you're at now. You, you, you've, you're totally killing it, man. So you're, you're smashing. Um, I suggest that even maybe we go like on the online coaching now and I'll just see you like maybe once a month, even if you want, and I can just check up on you and they're like, I cool. Or some people are just like, nah, man, I, I like seeing you all the time. It, it gives me something to focus on. You're like, cool, but at least you had the conversation. And you, they made that choice. It's not you. I, I always do this with clients. I say, right, the initial plan for m- most folk is you're going to come in at two sessions per week for 12 weeks, and then we will review each a month. And then at the end of the 12 weeks, ideally, we would be dropping you down to one a week because yeah. it would be a journey. But we have that discussion, and if they don't feel confident, then we say, right, okay, it's, it's about you being ready what do you need to be confident when will you be confident right in another 12 weeks cool because i think too many times people people should look at it as an investment rather than they're like rather than trading time for money and i know a lot of like big coaches uh you kind of phil graham's phil learnies they talk about it a lot that they Mm -hmm. say it is time for money but i feel like it's more an investment that they should be they they should be investing because if they if they feel like they're just kind of giving money away, expecting a result, they're never going to get it and they're just going to get pissed off with you and then they're going to drop off and you're going to be suddenly 100, 200, 300 pound less off because you didn't set the initial prospects of it. This is how it should work. And like you say, I've had that conversation with clients saying, right, okay, I think you're ready to drop. And they're like, I just, I enjoy the time we spend. I enjoy the accountability. I would like to keep it going. Because that's their choice then, as you said, and you've had that conversation with them instead of you being like, right, okay, they're doing really well, but you know what? They're paying me like X amount of money, so that's good. It's like it's, they buy that thing next week, you know what I mean? I've seen the trainers. <laughs> yeah, which is of, of, course you, of course you need to get paid, but at the same time, you need to have you need to trust your coaching and your level of service and marketing as well, which is something like I am so, I'm so bad at, I'm so bad at telling. I was so bad at telling people when I began training, right, you need this. And just having that confidence to say, look, you need two a week. And I've had that like the past year, I've turned people away from coaching because they were like, I can only do one a week. And I said, I, you go away, save up for three months, and come back to me because I can't help you. Because you will not, you will. I, I said I would love to be able to tell you right once a week you will nail this, but just based on what you've told me that you struggle to stay accountable, having one session with me and a check in just won't do it. And you're just gonna, you just might as well light your money on fire. Mm-hmm. See, there's something I wish I could actually plaster up on the walls in the gym, mm-hmm. like everywhere. And it's, uh, I don't know if you agree, but like it's. Uh, everybody, every single person, no matter who it is, who goes to the gym, no matter what it is, they should own best in, uh, say, a PT for like a month or something or, or more. Like, they should just, like, forget about the price. Like, everybody can afford the PT. It's just whatever your assets and your liabilities are like, you know what I mean? So how much you can actually manage that up. So everybody should invest in a PT for at least one month, a good PT, obviously. Um, but short sharp or John Plum. Um, but you should go and invest in a PT for at least a month. Get the experience. Know that maybe what they were doing was no perfected. Um, and then that way they understand what they're doing. And then honestly, I really think that they would all be like, you know what? This is giving me so much more. Like I feel so much better because now I feel like I know what I'm doing at the gym. Before I was just lifting like the same weight. It's like the thirties all the time. I knew, knew they've already progressed. Or just the, the pink, the pink, um, like the 
I shouldn't say the pink dumbbells because they are heavy for some people, but you know, yeah. it's the, it's the people it's like for six months, they've been coming in and doing like the, the workout that's on Instagram with the same way. And it's like, that's, you know, but if, and for some people, you know, cause some people that come to our, well, we're obviously both on rent now, although the gyms are shut. The, the people that came to our classes, you know, they just come and you, and you, and you filter these people out. You understand that, you know, they're just there cause this just keeps them fit. They don't have any, you know, great aspirations and you're like hey that's cool when i'm talking about the people that are doing the same workouts each week i'm not talking to you because you don't mm-hmm. have like a further goal you don't want to be more toned or anything you know just, mm-hmm. just going to your, your five classes a week does you but i think a lot of people get frustrated because they think that they're they're like man i'm going and i'm fucking bursting my hump and i'm going to the gym so much and i'm, I'm killing myself in these classes and i'm just not seeing the results and it's like well the results aren't you need to work smarter, not harder. And sometimes yeah. you pull people back. I, I, had, a, I had a client, um, Sandra, who was going to five spin classes a week. And I said, right, well, what's your steps like? What's your food intake like? And she was like, oh, well, I'm not really going out that many walks. I'm just so tired after doing spin in the morning, spin at night. And I'm like, right. and then hockey, she was going and doing hockey like for three hours and finishing at 12 o'clock in the air and coming back. And just everything was all over the place. And I just said, right, well, what spin classes do you really like? She's like, well, I like yours. I like Michael's and I like Seb's. And I went, right, okay, well, mine's is on a Thursday. Michael's is on a Tuesday and yours was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right, there's your three spin classes. Cool, go kill yourself at them because you enjoy that. Let's get your steps up and let's start tracking your food. And then like 16 kilos later, she's, she's doing her own thing. Like, she just texted me yep. from her flat there. They got on my workout kit and it's like, Aye. there you go. Because you put that structure in place for them to succeed and you've just taught them like right this is kind of what you need specifically they've found out organically this is how i work and then they move forward with that rather than being just flinging shit at the wall and seeing what sticks mm-hmm. uh, we have about five minutes left mate i have some i want to do some quick fire questions if that is cool with you I, ask you, um, I would love so let's just Go, we'll go through this and we'll, this is talking about the average gym goer so we okay. get some real value nutritionally what do you think are the biggest mistakes people make when they attempt any goal let's let's use fat loss uh, to begin with so five biggest mistakes you think people make when uh, I think fat loss people automatically think it's like they need to maybe eat like say less food like they think that it's not going to be enjoyable they think they're not going to like have fun with it they think carbs maybe are a, are a demon for some reason or maybe they think like oh I can't eat all that or they think fat's so bad um, it's, a, it's a big mistake because they see food as like almost like evil do you know what I mean or they see food as like this big big thing that destructs them when really it's probably the biggest thing that's going to help them if they get it bang on um, and it's just understanding what food is for you rather than what you want it to be do you know what I mean so it's it's important to kind of make sure that you don't overthink that side of things. People can get really caught up on food and kind of really destroy themselves with it when really they need to be a wee bit more kind of like they need to ease off on it and kind of, and enjoy it a wee bit better. Um, so I, I suppose that's a big mistake. I think like there's a certain time of the day that they need to eat and nutrition wise. I would just say eat what you like if you've got a trainer, they'll, they'll obviously design it for you, but get the food in. Don't skip meals. Don't try and think that you know something better. Just trust the process and stick to the plan and then follow it through because everything is, is built on like that weekly basis. It's not just every day that because you did good one day and then it's different the next day. Some people might disagree with me on that and that's fine. But like what we're trying to create is long-lasting goals here. So be consistent. is Be consistent because you, are you going to eat like this in 10 years' time? Because if the answer is no, then you shouldn't be doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you like you, you, ha- you don't you want to enjoy the foods that you're eating. So, so, so don't fall into that trap or do like these soup, fucking Arbon, Herbalife, whatever shakes. The Herbalife guy for next door is gonna come. Aye, up, aye, you know? don't make it so complicated. <laughs> aye, don't make it so complicated um, man. I've had girls be on like say two thousand two hundred calories a day, and they still lose weight. I've had girls that. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I hate those people. I had one of my clients. She was trying to gain weight, and she was moaning because she was eating like something like three thousand calories because she couldn't gain weight. And I'm like, 
you get like oh, that's a real shame. I, I'm I'm so sorry for you. Like, <laughs> I under, under, understand that everybody's different, and just because your pals trying something that's working for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And and if they turn around to you, oh, but so and so's doing this. Why is it not working for me? And I'm like, you know so and so. Ah, you know so and so. You know what I mean? So you're you. You're you, you've got your own specific thing. So in terms of nutrition, don't get too caught up in that. You've got a, a you've got a diet that works for you. So you do. It's not it's not a one diet does all kind of method. It's not it's not a glove, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't fit all it just it needs to be something that's different. You know what I mean? And muscle building, so if you, what's the biggest mistake you think you see with people in the gym when they're trying to build, uh, let's call it, let's, let's call it toned muscle, um, because that's, that's what I think a lot of females struggle with is the idea they're going to get too big. So toned muscle, what's the biggest mistake you see? They don't push themselves enough. So they don't push, uh, say, the weight to the point where their muscle is learning something new. And I use learning as a key word there because... So your muscle is like this. If you're not teaching us something new, then it doesn't know that it needs to get better, all right? If you're doing the same 12 repetitions or the same 10 repetitions or the same five repetitions or whatever, then that's all it knows if you're not adding any more weight to it, all right? So it's like, once again, going to school and you're learning the same thing every day, then you're going to get bored. You're not going to pick anything new from it. So in case the subject's changing and you're picking up on something brand new, that's the same with your muscle. You need to push to learn something new. If you're lifting a weight and it feels easy, put the weight up. Don't think you're going to get massive and don't think you're going to look pure huge. You're not, because if you are, tell me what you're doing and I'll do it because that's what I would want to be able to do. I you, love you that. This amount. You know what I mean? But in your head, you think you're going to be like huge, man. Do you know what I mean? I'll say to girls sometimes, oh, we need to put you on a bulk. And they'll be like, no, do I put on weight? And I'm like, no, it's not what I mean. It's just, it's what I mean is we might have your calories higher because you're going to be lifting more weights, but then we're going to cut that down. And they're like, all right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, It's when you you break it down as well with clients that like, right, okay, we're going to put you in a surplus, you know, depending on the severity, like, okay, you're a bit scared of weight gain, so we won't put you in a huge surplus. Cool, we'll just put you, and they're like, I wait, and and you just explain to them the kind of, you know, the 3,500 rule, how that roughly works for fat gain and Mm -hmm. like, what they're going to be doing and you know you don't need to go into like super in-depth but when you make them understand that <clears throat> one to three hundred extra calories a day isn't going to make them suddenly balloon up especially right. when they're training hard they're going to be like oh it's helped my recovery spend at least one set of each exercise where you're trying to push for a number you've never hit before do you know what I mean? I would say that for a lot of people, guys and girls, like yeah, try to well, beat your try to beat your logbook is always a good way. Don't just go in set number one trying to lift the heaviest weight. Build yourself up towards it. Uh, that's what I teach anyway. Build yourself up towards it. So by set three or four or whatever, don't, don't no set ten. If you're up at set ten, you're doing something different. But uh, try and go for a weight that you maybe not lifted before, maybe five kg extra and try and go for a repetition you've never really hit. Whenever I train, I'm always trying to beat the number that I've done before because I'm trying to progress. And then I've, I've got to the point where I just kind of do that. But like I'm always trying to get to that point so I know that when I leave the gym that day, there was nothing extra to give. So that's what I would say uh, in terms of muscle, in terms of toning, is don't be scared thinking that you're going to get massive. You're just going to get stronger. You're going to get better. And the more muscle mass you've got, the more calories you'll burn, which is quite a good trade in my book. So, aye. All right, mate. Uh, Seb, mate, thank you so much for coming on. So we just spoke for just over an hour, which was perfect. Um, I think people are going to take a lot from this, especially the second half regarding the mindset of results. If people wanted to get in touch with you, follow you, be more aware of what you do, where can they find you, mate? Uh, well, I, the, only, the only source that I kind of use is through Instagram, which is uh, short.sharp. So, short, sharp. Um, to contact me, can message me at any point. Um, You've got your classes uh, on at the moment as well. I've got classes on the now with my, my Zoom 
uh, which is done Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays that they can get involved in. It's pretty intense, uh, really fast paced, man. It's like insanity, but the Scottish version, uh, which is really, really good. Uh, but they, they can get in contact with that way. I've no Facebook, I don't do any of that, unfortunately, but um, if they can always get in contact, even if they want a wee bit of advice, if you want to. Uh, even if they want a wee bit of advice, um, she wanted a moment there. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but they can get in contact that way. Um, and, and yeah, mate, that's, that's probably it. Or I was going to say if the gyms are open again, they can come see us, but until then. Yeah, maybe by, mate, I don't know, if you're listening to this in the future, hopefully the gyms have open and you do see Sebastian and I kicking about the gym floor. Fingers crossed anyway. Right. Awesome, mate. Let me just... Thank you very much.